Hey everyone, this is Jennifer and you are listening to Big Book Energy. This is my first episode post page and it feels very weird to be doing this by myself. But also this year has already been quite an adventure. Like I got a second job as a virtual assistant for another podcast, which has been a really cool experience, you know, getting to work more in the podcast industry. But my computer also died on me, which was super fun. And partially why it has taken so long to get a new episode out. My computer is out of warranty. So I had to decide if I wanted to get a new computer or pay a substantial amount to fix one I had since it was out of warranty. There's like so much more drama to this computer story, but I will leave it at that. I now have a new computer and it has taken a couple days to get you know, used to it because I have a Mac now. I have never owned one before. So there's a bit of a learning curve and also like figuring out how to record and what, you know, software or platform I wanted to use to record on. But yeah, you know, we're just experimenting. Things are going well so far. Otherwise, I have been doing a lot of reading I've been working and I have revived for the 1000th time my Animal Crossing revamp, which will be done one day, someday, maybe it will be this year. I don't know. Will I ever be satisfied? Probably not with all of these five star island tours on YouTube. I probably will always feel like my island is shit, but you know. Speaking of reading, let's get to the subject of today's episode and recap on my reading for 2021. Back during our short-lived booktube days, I released a video discussing my reading goals for the coming year. I was shooting for 80 books and I also committed to reading all of the books on my shelf that I hadn't read in 2020. So how exactly did that pan out? All right, so first of all, I want to apologize for any car noise you might hear in the background. I'm still trying to figure out my recording situation. And unfortunately, the only place that's big enough for my new computer is my desk, which happens to be in the front of our apartment. And that's right next to the very busy road that I have complained to Paige about on and off for, you know, the entire time I lived in Maine. So you'll probably hear some of that in the background. I am certainly no sound editing genius, so I don't know how it's going to go trying to remove it. But anyway, my 2021 reading goals, how did they turn out? Well, the answer is not well not well at all. I think I officially hit 66 books in 2021 out of 80 that I had planned. Honestly, I'm not really that surprised. I don't really feel bad that I only hit 66 only. That's still like a really large number for most people. So I don't really feel bad about that. But yeah, I wasn't surprised I didn't hit my goal of 80. I often go through really big reading binges and then slumps as I focus on other things like crafting or Animal Crossing or whatever. There are definitely a couple of months in 2021 that were just complete busts. So that really set me back my goal of 80 for the year. And when it came time to really catch up in December, I was just 
too far behind. Unfortunately, I don't have enough free time that I am able to do all of my hobbies in one day, like a weekend dream, right? I think there's also something to this binge fast cycle. Sometimes I often read so much so quickly that I think I tire myself out. So that could actually be something that I consciously work on in 2022. Working in a public library does not help me at all with this. Morgan is actually getting pretty concerned over how many books I consistently bring home. And the worst part is I can't even read all of them. Like there's no possible way that I could read all of these books that I bring home. And then there's still books on my shelf sitting there waiting for me to read them, which I guess is just the consequences of having ready access to pretty much any book I can ask for, you know, like this is too much power. Okay, but let's look at my story graph to get my 2021 reading stats. First up is mood. My favorite reading mood was adventurous at 29 reads while my least favorite reading mood was relaxing and hopeful with both one read a piece. So I don't know what that says about me that I'm not reading relaxing or hopeful books. Next, I was pretty evenly distributed in terms of reading pace, 27% slow, 38% medium, and 36% fast. When it came to length, I think this year was a little bit different from my norm. I read a slight majority of shorter books in 2021, 56% of my reads were less than 300 pages. This has to be due to the huge number of graphic novels I started reading this year. I think this is interesting because when I was younger, I was such a voracious reader that I tried to pick the longest books I could find so that they would last me longer than, you know, like a couple of hours. And this carried on into adulthood. But since going into the working world where you have more limited free time, I have a new appreciation of picking up books that you can finish in one or two sittings. Graphic novels are great for this. And I think this is just another facet of their incredible accessibility. Okay, so what about fiction versus nonfiction? I actually read more fiction than nonfiction this year, which is pretty cool. I'm like getting back to my fiction roots after the experience that was grad school. So I read 63% fiction versus 37% nonfiction. That already might be totally different than what's happening this year because I've been listening to a lot of nonfiction audiobooks this year. But we will see in December. Genre was unsurprising to me. By far and away, my largest genre was fantasy. 24 of my reads were in the fantasy genre and everything else is pretty spread out. Other than that, total, I read 19,389 pages. But like I mentioned before, these are most definitely not evenly distributed over the course of the year. This was actually really interesting to see on Storygraph because I'm somewhat aware of if I'm reading a lot or reading a little, but I never really kept track. But because Storygraph provides you a literal graph of how many pages you read over the course of the year, now I can clearly see that I had huge peaks in January, September, December, while in June and July, I didn't finish a single book. My other big reading over last year was to read all the books on my shelf I hadn't read in 2020. This did not happen. I think I finished one and that was one that I had bought during the year. So that was a pretty abysmal failure. I can't really tell you why this one didn't happen other than maybe 
the allure of shiny new library books kept me from reading what I already have. Like, I don't know, like grass is always greener on the other side and all that. So what about my reading goals for this year? Well, I definitely wanted to adjust a little bit in response to how the last year's reading went, even though since starting to work at the public library, I've been reading more and more regularly. I still didn't want to have a huge number hanging over my head for the year, just in case I hit a wall at some point. I actually kind of hesitated to set a number for myself this year at all. It can be really fun to participate in this because so many people within the book community set reading goals, but I'm not sure that a specific number goal is the best thing for my reading. Like having that pressure could be detrimental. In the end, I decided I would do one anyway, but I chose 52 to get an average of one book a week. I'm already like way ahead. So I feel like setting a lower number has relieved some of that pressure I might have felt if I had set a higher number. I also definitely am reading more now that I'm working in a public library. Like there's just no denying that at all. It's just way more conducive to reading when you're surrounded by books literally all the time, which I mean, at my last job, I was also surrounded by books, but they were, you know, like old and fragile and archival materials. So um, not quite the same. As for my read my shelf challenge, we're going to try this again, although it is February now, like end, almost end of February. And I have still not read a single book on my shelf yet, but I'm putting a moratorium on library books until I start reading things on my shelf. I did a purge of all of my library books that I had out and I only kept two and I'm now down to one library book being checked out now. So I'm doing okay. Once this one goes back, then it will be scribbed books and shelf books for me at least for the next couple of months so I can get a good start on this goal. I don't want to have books on my shelf that I haven't read and that I've had for years and continue to not read. Like, I just don't want that to be what my shelf looks like, even though I know this is like such a common struggle in the book community. I know it's a huge problem for most people. So I feel you. I'm just going to try to change that for myself this year. But we'll see. I'm 1000% still using Scribd because one, I pay for it every year. So I want to get my money's worth. And I had already created kind of like a spring reading list that I was trying to get through. A lot of books on like nature, science, climate change. I don't know why, but that was the theme that I was feeling for like February, March, April. Other than limiting my library books for the time being, I'm really not sure how else to inspire myself to read the things that I have. So if you have ideas on that, be sure to let me know on Instagram. All right, next up we have Paige Presents Webtoons. So in the past, we have always had a few different segments to help break up our episodes. But since my solo episodes are usually pretty short, I don't know that I'm going to keep doing all of them, but I still really love and wanted to talk about Webtoons. So welcome to the somewhat evolved Page Presents Webtoons. I may still talk about a graphic novel here and there, but let's be real, this is mostly going to be about Webtoons. The comic that I wanted to highlight in this episode is one of my current favorites, The Gentle Way. 
This is a canvas webtoon rather than an original. So I'm really happy to recommend it in the hopes that you too can support the author by reading their online comic. I'm not really great at talking about art style because I don't really know anything about it, but I do know I like the style for this comic. It's more like I don't know, like sketchy is the word that I had come up with, but I don't mean, you know, creepy or something. I just mean it's a little less refined, like a little bit more of the original line work is left in the final render. If that makes sense, it's great. In this story, the main character, June, is passionate about judo, following in the footsteps of her sister. However, she hates conflict. So when it comes time to actually grapple on the mat, she freezes. After being rescued from a violent encounter with a drunk man from mysterious Mr. Hoodie, that's right, she does not know his name, so she calls him Mr. Hoodie because he always wears a sweatshirt, and his impressive judo skills, June sets out to recruit him as her sensei. The only problem is that he isn't interested in teaching at all. Adorableness ensues at this point. This is a romance, which I almost always appreciate, but I also love June as a character. As someone who also struggles with conflict, people pleasing, and not wanting to rock the boat, I have often wondered what it would be like participating in a martial art. I'm fascinated by them, but I suspect I would not do well with actual fighting, much like June. So I really can't wait to see her character development as she learns to be confident in herself and her abilities. There's also a lot of great information about the sport of judo that the author, True, includes at the end of some episodes. The series is currently on a short hiatus, but is scheduled to return on March 6th, according to the last update. I'll be linking the series as well as the author's Instagram and Patreon in the show notes so you can go take a look for yourself. All right, and that is the episode. I know it was kind of short this time around. Um, our episodes are likely going to be a little bit shorter than they were when I had Paige with me, but probably it will in the future be a little bit longer than this one. Thank you so much for joining me today as I start this new era of big book energy you might notice that i have updated our links for the show we no longer have a patreon account because i didn't feel that i'd be able to continue producing extra content for patrons on my own i wanted to give a huge thank you to all of our patrons for their extra support over the past two years i have also downsized our website as it was an extra expense and i didn't really feel like we needed one right now so for now you can connect with bbe on instagram and if you'd like to support the pod, you can purchase what I'm reading on our bookshop store, which is at bookshop.org shop slash big book energy, or you can donate over at the pod's new buy me a coffee account, which is linked on our Instagram page. So send me a tip and fund my coffee and tea drinking habits to power me through new episodes. Coming up next month, we have a very exciting collab with a podcast that we have collabed with in the past. So I'm super excited to be bringing that to you in March. So definitely keep your eyes peeled for all announcements on our Instagram. Thank you for listening and I'll see you back here next time. Bye.